0: Welcome to the Farm Answers Podcast. The Farm Answers Podcast takes a deeper look at projects funded by the USDA National Institute of Food and Agriculture's Beginning Farm and Rancher Development Program and how they are reaching beginning farmers and ranchers. Hi, Michaela. Welcome to the Farm Answers Podcast. Hi, Betty. Nice to see you. Good to see you too. So, today I am joined by Michaela Cully. And, Michaela, how about you tell me who you work for? What do you do there? And a a little bit about the organization. I'm Michaela Cully. I'm with
1: Organic Seed Alliance. We're a nonprofit organization and we work nationally in the U.S. to help farmers grow seed on their farms. Uh, We have many stakeholders, including seed companies and farmers that need access to seed, but our primary audience and focus is working with farmers that actually work with seed on their farm and helping reskill farmers in knowledge about
0: seeds. That sounds really cool. It's all about seeds. So tell us about your project. Then you received some funding in 2019 for your BFRDP project. Tell us about it and why was it needed or necessary at this time?
1: Really, the the focus of the project was training farmers how to grow seed, and it took a three-pronged approach. So there was, there is still an online education training that's six months long with a series of modules and live sessions teaching farmers about seed production starting from the beginning of the season and how you plan your farm out to avoid cross-pollination, to plan your seed crops and the timing of seed crops, taking farmers all the way through the season and addressing things like pest and disease management in seed and timing of maturity and harvest. And then all the way through the end of the season with harvest and cleaning and uh, touching on the economics of seed as well as seed as a livelihood and seed as as something meaningful as a part of a livelihood on a farm. So this was an online course, but that was only one component of it. There was a peer group, a cohort every year. There is still a cohort every year. And you wouldn't believe this, but we've had 150 plus students apply every year. Really? Yeah. You're right. That's,
0: that is a little surprising. Yeah. Okay, seed production is a big deal.
1: <laughs> well, it's a six-month long commitment as well. And so we have this cohort. And so each year we took on about 30 students in order to ensure that the quality of the one-on-one engagement between the students and with the instructors was a high level. And so there's an online cohort community and it's all hosted in a social networking space where the course exists and the students interact with each other as well. And then every student, this is the third prong of the approach. Every student is also growing seed in an applied fashion with a mentor. So they're either growing on their own land or land that they rent or have access to. And then that case, we put them in touch with an experienced seed grower in their region who serves as a mentor throughout the season, or they're working as a, an internship position where they're receiving mentorship, where they're living and working on a, an existing seed production farm. So the students actually, their their homework, their projects that they present throughout the course are based on what they're actually doing in the field. And they're able to share that with each other and learn from each other's experiences. In a nutshell, that's the training program, the online course, the social networking, peer-to-peer learning, access to experienced seed producers as, as guest lecturers and mentors and then the hands-on application of growing seed themselves
0: oh, it sounds really robust as i'm listening like there's education so you can get better at your craft but then there's also just that really important component of farmers learning from one another whether that's a peer or a mentor so it sounds like a just a really robust and, and holistic approach to to what you're trying to do you received funding in 2019. How did COVID wind up impacting all of this, especially if, you know, you had a cohort and mentorship, which I'm imagining was intended to maybe be face-to-face in person. What what all happened to you guys?
1: Well, fortunately, we had already planned the online training component before COVID hit. And actually that was in 2019. And so that winter when COVID hit, we thought, well, goodness, thank goodness we have this online program already in place we've been really fortunate to work with our colleagues at farmer farmer campus which is another online educational community that's been engaged with BFRDP and they had done quite a bit of research on the various programs for online education and the program that we're using is what they advised us on we started out the first year we taught it on farmer campus and then we created our own networking platform called Organic Seed Commons. And it's built off of a software called Mighty Network. So it's designed for hosting events online, for educational trainings, but also as a continual social uh, networking platform. And so each participant has their own profile. They can find, you know, we have synergy groups that are within the Northwest or Northeast or different regions in the country where they can connect with others within their region, but also have access to this national network. And we've wound up using this platform the, the synergistic part of it was we've always had our seed growers conference which was also supported by BFRDP for farmer scholarships and for some of the organizing of the court of the conference it's a national organic seed growers conference and in 2020 when we couldn't host it in person because it was more than a 500 person event we wound up actually delivering it on the organic seed commons that was created for the course initially, but now has become a space that we also use for hosting virtual uh, conferences.
0: I'm impressed that you were that far ahead of the curve. I'm sure you didn't know what was coming, but just trying to to be agile right in the time that we live in. Right. I mean, even in 2019, I think people were talking about how do we successfully create online communities for learning? We just weren't sure how to do it. And I think, you know, with COVID happening and and the lockdowns and the shutdowns or whatever you want to call them, right, it, it was the right time. So it sounds like you really flourished, though. And as a result of just maybe a little bit of luck, you know, Having planned it out this way, uh, we're able to have a really successful program. How many people have been a part of this this online community and this peer-to-peer interaction, the cohort, as you called it, and then the mentorship? How many people have you impacted?
1: I, I can't remember the exact number, but there's more than 1,000, 1,500 participants that are in the Organic Seed Commons who have attended the conference or have joined for various other networking opportunities that we've been able to deliver there. In the course itself, as I mentioned, we've had around 30 to 40 students a year some of them matriculate out but we've we've had a pretty good retention rate and so i believe we've had about 80 students now over the course of the last 3 years we will continue to teach it this next year even though it's the final year of our of our project and we're looking for looking at how to to maintain it as a sustainable program. It's great that we now have three years of recordings, of guest lectures. Uh, you know, each year we sort of improve upon the curriculum. I would say during COVID, one of the challenging impacts was we had initially envisioned envisioned within each region having more farm-to-farm interaction where the interns or the students would be able to visit other seed farms within their region. We were really fortunate that we had this one-on-one relationship set up where people had one mentor or they were actually in an internship program because I think even during COVID, people maintained that small of a, of a bubble. And so there we were able to continue with some of that hands-on personal connection. But we're now working to expand the mentorship network and I, I envision... More regional farm to farm visits becoming possible again, and the opportunity for students to then learn not only from their mentor, but from getting to visit and see and learn from numerous seed keepers within their own region.
0: It sounds like a lot of fun, like just having more field days. And those are always great learning opportunities, great opportunities just to connect and figure out who is in this community that could help me out.
1: Especially other students who are also trying to figure out what seed means in their life and what their job opportunities are, what the livelihood that they want to lead is. And so there's a lot of inspiration from one student to another of thinking creatively about what kind of business are you going to start or What kind of professional position in SEED would you be seeking when you're done with your internship? So yes, yeah. Human interaction.
0: Can't underrate it. (laughs) No, I think we've learned you can't. I agree. Have you had any surprising or unexpected results from the program?
1: Well, I think just the, the whole organic SEED Commons exploding into such a large cohort. We now have international participation in their event, which is really... You know, even though our target audience is farmers in the United States, there's still a lot of value in the knowledge exchange that happens internationally with those that are working in seed. Uh, It's been really exciting to see in the last few years, especially throughout COVID, the expansion and awareness of the cultural connections and the meaningful food pathways that can be regained or sustained through seed saving. And so we now see, more communities engaging in seed in a way that that ties them with the the cultural history of of their own community. And uh, during Covid, there's a group that started up called Ujama. Farming Collective, and they are uh, farmers of color across the United States that now have a seed business that's operated as a collective. But it's also essentially a network, just like the mentor network that we have created is very parallel in their farmer-to-farmer learning approach to the collective. And so we've been able to partner with them and helping spread the word about our program and also just expand access to the resources we have for the farmers that they're working with directly. So it's been a a really wonderful partnership to sort of blossom out of a project that was not uh, didn't exist be night 2019.
0: <laughs> oh, it's a great story. It's fun to hear those wins that you have too it, it, within the program. What what kind of seeds? It's Ujamaa. Is that how you say it? Ujama. So a lot of the farmers
1: in the Ujamaa Collective are of African American heritage. And actually growing out, we had a, a student who is in North Carolina, and she had traveled back and forth to Africa to work with farmers. In seed keeping, and she grew out hibiscus, which was a culturally significant crop for her ancestors. And um, and and she worked on. I learned a lot from her. Actually, I was not aware of some of the day length sensitivity with the timing of flowering and seed in hibiscus. And so, these are sort of some of the issues you have to think about when you're growing seed: is where did the seed come from initially, and what kind of climatic conditions were necessary for it to not only grow a hibiscus flower, but to actually make it all the way to seed, seed, seed productions. Yeah, it's been um, very educational, but they they also have, uh, are expanding the network and we've been able to partner with a couple of other organizations on the West Coast, uh, including through some of the COVID relief funds that we received through BFRDP, we were able to expand our network and provide some seed processing equipment for farmer incubator programs in California and Washington. So that was with Huerta del Valle, uh, which is a a farmer incubator program in southern California that works with a lot of farm workers who are now moving into becoming farmers themselves and we were able to provide some equipment for them and we're hoping to continue partnering with them and expanding seed as part of their on-farm education program and up in Washington state we also work with Viva Farms they've been part of the project since the beginning and Uh, have been a great partnership to expand access to the education in Spanish language accessibility, as well as outreach to recruit more Latinx farmers into the program.
0: You guys have been really busy and it sounds like you've had great like word of mouth too, that it's spread really easily. So it's fun. This is a field that I know very little about seed production. So it's really fun to hear about something that I know not much about and uh, to hear that it's flourishing as a result of all the hard work that you're doing how does a beginning farmer engage with this program
1: Anyone can join the Organic Seed Commons. As as I mentioned, you can create a profile. You can see all of the resources that exist there. Um, we do have some of the older courses versions available as standalone tutorials that people can access on their own timing. Uh, and that is organicseedcommons.org is the URL. And when you go there, you can click join. I, I think there's, there is a process where our technical end then admit you to the group, but anybody is is welcome to join the community. You can also visit our website, seedalliance.org. And if you look under our education programs, you'll see announcements of the course. You'll see announcements of the, um, the Organic Seed Growers Conference, which is uh, is set for next February 2024, a year from now. But the prior conference workshops were also recorded and can be accessed in the Organic Seed Commons, as well as on eOrganic, which is a National Extension Organic Program that that we partner with as well.
0: Very good. <clears throat> My last question is always, what is your website and, and where are you on social media? You already gave the website. It was seedalliance.org. Yes, that's yep. just for your organization. And then you that's have our organization. Yes. And the
1: and the course and the conference and the social networking is the organic uh, We use the word commons intentionally because we strive to make it a, a space where uh, many other communities and groups can come in and, and engage and develop their own online communities within this larger seed community that we've that we've held space for.
0: Well, Michaela, I just wanna say thank you for joining me today and sharing about your work. It was a really fun conversation. And if you're interested in learning more about seed production, check out the website and the the social networking page. Thank you, Michaela. Thank you, Betty. Always a pleasure.
1: Thank you for listening to the Farm Answers podcast. This episode was hosted by Betty Burning, produced by Curtis Monken and Jeff Reisdorfer. Listen and subscribe to the Farm Answers podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major streaming platforms. Tell your smart device to play the Farm Answers podcast. To learn more about this USDA NIFA BFRDP project and other projects, visit farmanswers.org. The Farm Answers podcast and farmanswers.org are funded by the United States Department of Agriculture, National Institute of Food and Agriculture, and are a product of the Center for Farm Financial Management
0: at the University of Minnesota.